Welcome to the Paul.com Tech Podcast. In this podcast, we share our experience with you to learn and entertain. Peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Paul.com. Showing you our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. We're looking into the things that we are enthusiastic about that are happening here. As always, we have a bunch of ideas to share in the series. This is how we do IT. I'm co-hosting this show together with Peter Brouwers. Peter is a team manager in IT. He started as a service delivery manager and is now leading one of our site reliability teams, some project leads and software architects. And I'm glad to introduce Peter Paul as co-host. Peter Paul is working as team manager. And before that, he was in the IT architect department and even spent some time as software engineer here at Bottle.com. In this episode, we talk about Go. Go is not a language that's used the most at Bottle.com. That's Java together with Kotlin. However, since Go was introduced here, it has become a steady player and maybe moving even beyond that as we speak. As an architect, I was involved when we introduced this language here and in the discussion whether we should use it and whether it was a good idea or not. We'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, and, and it's better to talk about that with, with our guests. So it's time to introduce them to you. Tom Stupker, software engineer in content and marketing domain. He joined Bot.com only recently, the end 2018, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Over six years of front-end and back-end development experience in Java, Kotlin, Swift, JavaScript, and Go. So it's a good uh, uh, guy to have in, in, in the episode, I think. And we introduce uh, to you Rogier Lommers. He's a software architect in the content and marketing domain with a solid background as software engineer, as a software engineer. And he joined Bot.com already in 2011. Yeah. So that's a long time ago. And he has been one of the people pioneering with Go within the company. And that started off in 2014. But maybe, yeah, go over to you guys. Tell us who you are and how you got used to, to Go. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, Peter, thanks for uh, uh, having us on the uh uh, the podcast. And, Welcome, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm uh, somewhat newer to Bull.com, at least relative uh, to work here. But uh, I think uh, the two of us have been able to, uh, uh, with Go and similar mindsets in terms of software architecture and design patterns, really uh, come to some common grounds and have had some really cool, uh, 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 really cool progress uh, using the language here at the company. Uh, but yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. Welcome. Rogier? Yeah, hi, uh, I'm uh, Rogier. Uh, I'm almost Eight years uh, I worked for uh, Ball.com, so um, yeah, seen a lot, did a lot, still liking it a lot, so yeah. Uh, great to have you on the show again. Thanks. Yeah, let's talk about Go, but before we, before we start with it, maybe just to get an, uh, an idea about it, what it is about, how does it compare with, with Java and Kotlin, uh, those, those kind of questions I have, and maybe the audience as well, so let's talk about that first. Yeah, so... Um uh, they both uh, kind of serve a similar uh, uh, business need. And um, I personally always look at programming languages as uh, tools, and each a toolbox has a hammer and, and different things. Uh, and in this case, they uh, primarily, the, primarily, the primary use case uh, for Go and Java, uh, especially in the way we use them at bull.com, are for at-scale back-end uh, uh, software systems. And so that can be everything from yeah, uh, communicating with uh, financial data or in the case that we're here and I are using it in uh, processing 
and uh, communicating um, uh, product marketing information, uh, product uh, product display information. So in that sense, there there are languages that have uh, uh, traditionally, because Go has now been around for about I think 10, 12 years uh, officially, um, at least to the public. I think it was inside of Google maybe some years before that. Uh, but both very much targeted towards enterprise, what we may refer to as backend uh, software development. Uh, that said, the, the core differences are um, Go uh, being a newer language uh, was designed to not have a virtual machine. So unlike uh, Java, which has a dependency on the JVM, the Java virtual machine to actually execute, uh, Go uh, has a compiler that can uh, compile Go source code to various architectures. So they're both very portable in that sense. But what's nice about, so Java can run anywhere where a JVM is, but Go can actually run anywhere where it can be compiled for uh, without the overhead of the JVM. Uh, so that's a big difference there. Go in that sense is a, maybe a little bit uh, more in line with older languages from that perspective like C or C++ where they're designed to run more, quote unquote, at the metal and not have an intermediary virtual machine that uh, is interpreting the code at runtime. So that's a big difference. Uh, also, Go, I think, uh, as a language, uh, is is simpler uh, as as just a language. The syntax it doesn't have generics, uh, which Java does. Um, it has a sim much simpler looping constructs, and I think Go was designed that way uh, be, uh, to help uh, enterprise development teams scale. And so that's another big difference. People who come from Java with the object oriented generics, there's you know a lot of things that have been added to the language over the years with different versions. Go is uh, uh, still on version one, and the team has been really, uh, the Go team has been really serious about maintaining backwards compatibility, and with that, uh, yeah, simplicity of the language. So uh, uh, I, Go has been designed to uh, not only scale from a technical level, but also new developers. So when I come in, you know, there's Java DSLs, and we've all, you know, Java's really cool, and it has all these different things you can do with it, but Go, there's only so many ways you can do a for loop, for example, and so as a new developer coming into a project, one of the main goals of a Go application is to be simple to read and, and fast to run, uh, which, uh, yeah, Java can be as well, but I think that's a, been a major design element in the language, which is, I think, a difference from what the original designers of Java, for example, had in mind. So are you basically stating there that since there are uh, uh, less ways to solve problems, that the way you're solving a problem is more clear to you and it's, in more sense, always the same? Yeah, I think in, in some ways that would be a really good way to say it. I think... There are uh, maybe maybe the um, uh, the the metaphor is uh, you know uh, we have uh, Go has the ability um, instead of having like twenty different hammers to nail a nail Go has like two so if you're really good at hammering nails it's awesome because great I can choose kind of this flavor or this flavor and I can get my work done Java has a vast you know there's collections and generics and all these different ways you can do these things and so there's a lot yeah, basically kind of as you summarize, there's way more ways to solve the same problem and then go typically, syntactically at least, it's, it's, it's a, usually a lot cognitively simpler. Which makes learning Go a very easy. Uh, for example, there's the, yeah. um, you have the tour of Go, which is a set of exercises when you, when you, know, when you don't know Go at all, you can follow the tour and then uh, within a day, I think, you're um, able to... Uh, to produce something and go. Okay. Is, so is that also your uh, experience, Serogir, the, the learning curve? You, uh, you, you, you started off with, with Java in Bol.com. How did you experience that, uh, that learning curve? Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's very very easy. <laughs> to be just, to be just go start with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You start you start with 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 the tour. Uh, uh, setting up your uh, development uh, environment is is you brew, install, go, and you're ready to go. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. And okay. and people uh, often uh, underestimate that, but it's it's very easy to set up your uh, your uh, development environment. And then um, to be honest, I, I read an article about uh, some company um, moving from Python to Go, and their their um, lines of Code uh, went sixty-four uh, percent less. Sixty-four so percent less. Yeah, <laughs> way less. Just yeah, by, by moving Python to, to to Go. So, yeah, learning Go is uh, I think it's, it's it's more easy than, than for example Java or uh, or Kotlin. Yeah. Okay. It's maybe cool to share what we uh, what we uh, we started I think in two thousand fourteen with uh, the use of Go uh, in in some different areas. Can you tell us about a bit about that period, uh, Rogier? You were uh, yeah. Back then, I was in um, in Team Mirage, and Team Mirage is uh, responsible for uh, uh, handling the incoming stream of uh, assets. And assets are uh, can best be described as uh, uh, images, documents, PDFs, uh, and um, uh, yeah, yeah, these two uh, types. And um, uh, back then, we had a Java service uh, handling the incoming flow, but it was not performing well. So then we thought, hey, hmm, there's the, the Go thing now, let's try. And yeah, from one thing led to another and uh, it turns out that performance, performance was <laughs> really great. Uh, and uh, I have to say back then we were still in, uh, the, in our good old data center. So we, we did not have uh, Kubernetes to uh, auto scale or uh, pods, uh, etc. It was just hardware and that hardware was running uh, Software in, in 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 sometimes in a container, and uh, back then we found out that um, our uh, Go binaries uh, were um, more performant than our uh, Java applications in terms of uh, scaling images. Yeah. Okay, and, and later on, uh, couple, I think two years ago we started off with the, the move to the cloud from the data center uh, parts, and and we are in that move right now in that journey, and I. If I'm correct, you're already in in the cloud as well, so you migrated already this this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some parts are indeed uh, already in the cloud, and uh, as Tom also mentioned, uh, uh, you can on, on every part of of the Go toolset, you, you you see that they are very cloud focused in terms of the tooling, uh, the fact that uh, it compiles into a static binary, for example. It's very uh, um, uh, performant to put your static binary, only one file, one executable, put it in a container uh, from scratch. So only, you only have a container, uh, a couple of megabytes, and then uh, let uh, Kubernetes uh, deploy it. Uh, it's great, yeah. Cool. So the, um, in, in this area, we, we moved uh, the, from, from Java into the, the Go to, to gain this, uh, this performance, um, and, and, and it worked out, so, so really great. Uh, but I also know that we have a, a, a framework, especially for our Java environment, and if you use that framework, you get out of the box, you're uh, monitoring metrics and logging, and uh, you are connected to the, to the correct service, all that kind of stuff. How did that went for the Go stuff? Was it doable? Yeah, well, I think uh, that's been a fun thing uh, that um, I came uh, when I joined Bold.com, as, as you guys have mentioned, as Pedro mentioned earlier, the second wave of, of Go usage here, and I feel like I kind of... Uh, came in like on my surfboard right at the right time because uh, 
Uh, a lot of teams uh, with the cloud move, the the, the stuff that Rohir was just mentioning, um, a lot of uh, new inertia around using Go here uh, has started to kind of bubble. And as a result, uh, yeah, there isn't so far an out-of-the-box toolkit, or there wasn't, <laughs> and I'll get to that now. Uh, there wasn't an out-of-the-box toolkit like Axel, uh, um, which uh, supports our Java applications. Maybe yeah. you should explain what Axel is to our listeners. Exactly. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah, uh, and I'm not I'm not an Axel expert yet, so uh, <laughs> I I will I guess. But from from the the experience I've had with it, it's a really really cool framework uh, uh, designed uh, with opinions around the way Bull.com does software engineering and IT, and it helps uh, teams move faster, uh, further, faster, effectively. Instead of spending time, as uh, Pedri mentioned. Uh, uh, setting up logging and metrics and these things, which are so critical for healthy software, especially at scale systems, Axel helps uh, have those things, uh, quote unquote, out of the box, um, as well as uh, create a um, kind of a uniform way of writing uh, what might be considered boilerplate type software around the company. So ideally, Axel not only speeds up development, but also facilitates a level of consistency in the way developers write code around the company. And so those are all really great advantages. Um, Go itself, uh, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, due to the nature of its simplicity and kind of a lot of opinions baked into how you write Go from the beginning, has some of that already by nature. So there, there's, as I said, there's only really one way to write a for loop. Uh, there's, you, you know, there's, there's, there's certain constructs that are just quite simple. There aren't generic. So that unto alone has some, uh, gives that type of speed to a development team, even just working with raw Go code, because you can only write Go in so many ways per your problem. Uh, but still, it's not good enough for a, for a company at the size of Bull.com and for the way we're scaling it. So it's been really cool. Back in, uh, I think, December, November, uh, when I was uh, working a lot on CDN yeah. uh, with Paige Paul, uh, uh, myself and the other developers on that team were like, you know, we really need a Axel for Go. And so uh, talking with work here, we now have a, it's, it's still very beta, but it's called Bullkit. And uh, um, uh, with some uh, uh, really cool logos actually designed by one of our colleagues on CDN, uh, Valter. Shout out to Valter. What, what is CDN? Just it's the yeah, Peter Paul. Yeah, so CDN is our uh, condition uh, registration and calculation uh, system. So also there are a lot of calculations. And that was one of the teams basically that wanted to try out Go and see if it would work for them. And we um, yeah, basically we set like, like two rules we gave them. So... We should be uh, we should be certain that we can hire enough people that want to work with Go, and we wanted to uh, work in our development uh, de and deployment uh, pipeline and our uh, metrics and uh, logging system. So that that were basically the boundaries that we gave them. And uh, yeah, let's try this out for like like three months, see if it's working, which is see if you are uh, getting to the productivity, which I think they uh, basically did. And uh, yeah, and now we're moving that to to. I guess a new, uh, next level, and that's getting all these Go um, uh, developments that we have in, a, in our country to, uh, in our in a, at Bold.com to more like uh, yeah one way of working with it, and and th and that's I guess what uh, what you're providing, uh, Tom. Yeah. So that that so then back to that. So it kind of these ideas started in CDN, and then I read I met Rohir, and then we were all like, yeah, we need this. And uh, yeah, so that's where Bullkit was basically. Uh, Voucher came up with the logo. It's actually two uh, Go <laughs> yeah. Gophers holding a, a Bull.com uh, uh, package. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, so that inspired everybody. Logo. Just the logo itself was really cool. Um, but uh, and then since then, it's been really nice to see because now we have. Uh, I think all of it might be. I could maybe actually say all of our new Go apps running in the cloud are using Bullkit or parts of it. And so that's kind of cool to see that even in the time span of a quarter. Yeah. effectively a business quarter, 
we've been able to move, uh, or at least come to consensus, which is always really tough in IT anyway. Yeah. <laughs> come to a consensus. And that's another cool thing about Go, because of its simplicity, it kind of facilitates consensus, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we were able to come to kind of come to consensus around certain design patterns and things we needed, and uh, Go, uh, literally. And uh, so now we have Bullkit, um, which is really cool. It has some standard tooling for logging, uh, metrics, these kind of things, uh, as well as dependency injection and certain things that... Um, uh, you know, people could spend hours arguing about. It's like, cool, this is how we're going to do it. And uh, we're starting to see uh, that, uh, for example, um, when we ran a, Rohir and I ran into a very, very uh, hairy production situation uh, with the legacy uh, Java systems we're maintaining uh, a few weeks ago, we were able to take Bullkit, spin up a, a Go application in the cloud and effectively come to a solution within two hours um, that was causing a major problem with our uh, image processing pipeline. So um, we're already starting to see the wins of, of, of creating a uniform uh, tool set at go at bold.com. Yeah, so that's, that's bulk kit. Indeed, it's, it's about a standard way of, of doing metrics, logging, uh, et cetera. But I think also uh, kudos for the, for the language itself because the, the standard library is very extensive as well. And uh, there's the IO package, HTTP, JSON, networking, um, uh, you name it. It's all part of the standard library. So you don't need any dependency kind of uh, stuff to be, product, to, to be productive in, uh, in a, a company like uh, Ball.com. Yes, the ball kit thing makes things uh, uniform uh, over the teams and uh, over m multiple applications, but uh, the, 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 yeah, the standard package is, is like uh, awesome on its own. So Yeah, again, we, and I think that's how we were able to get this first beta version of ball kit together. We didn't really have to do too actually okay we uh i mean we had to basically come to consensus but then we're using the go tooling we borrowed some great ideas from uber who's a major uh user of go and they have some really impressive stuff written in go uh stuff that we've been working on internally and uh yeah i think you know what we're here mentioned is and we kind of mentioned it earlier that's another big difference with java i mean java you'll need to have tomcat or jetty just to run a web server go it's like one line of code baked in the standard library and i have an http server so I mean, uh, you can the designers really thought about it in that way, and now um, we get to kind of benefit uh, benefit those design decisions in our own tooling. Yeah, yeah and, and when we prepared this session, you also uh, told that because of uh, that this bulk kit is now available within our, our company, you also saw that additional teams are going to use uh, this. So. Yeah, so I can, on that level, there's, that's an interesting, we're still, as we're still early in this, yeah. uh, what we have is a, 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 there are other tools that are, that uh, is using Bullkit. So mm -hmm. we have, uh, uh, Rohir and I, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so now, uh, needed to have a very, very high load, uh, uh, load test uh, from the cloud. And so uh, using the cool distributed nature of Kubernetes and Go, we use Bullkit, uh, another, um, uh, uh, load testing library called Vegeta and basically created a really, uh, it's still early as well, but effective load testing tool. And now other teams are using that. Uh, full Java teams were interested in, uh, now they're forking it. Um, uh, we'll start deploying it to their own environments, I imagine, to start testing their own applications. And that's another cool use case for Go as well here. So not always, maybe the things that are up in front in terms of handling uh, bold.com production load, but a lot of the tooling um, that uh, because of Go's simplicity and ease to spin up certain things, uh, becomes a kind of a secret weapon to help test your applications, build utilities, uh, and that's what we're seeing other teams. Um, we're still C 15C and 
Mirage, I think, are still the main teams, and then Falcon. There are a few others, but with production go apps. But the teams that we're discussing now, it's cool to see them adopting it, but uh, in a way that's augmenting their existing Java apps. So that's kind of that's really cool to see. Yeah. So the, the combination of of uh, the Google Cloud together with Kubernetes and Go that really makes a difference for us in terms of outscaling, uh, etc. I can hear you are very enthusiastic about it. You, you speak out uh, and you're very passionate. How, how do you grow the community within Bot.com? What, what are you doing uh, uh, to, to share this? We do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and besides. Um, can you? Uh, yeah, I guess, well, we have a cool uh, session coming up in a couple weeks uh, uh, that here is organized about taking an app from zero to pro. Uh, and we've identified a service that uh, our colleagues are working on that uh, we feel is uh, something that we could actually do in a uh, workshop mm -hmm. from end to end. So uh, that that's one thing we're doing. Uh, I think, uh, here you'll be speaking on Go at the Space Summit, so that's coming up. And uh, I just, and then also our cloud, uh, the internal cloud uh, meetings, I spoke at that uh, last week, and that's actually where a lot of the teams that are now uh, forking Tester and, yeah. and Bullkit, that's where that interest came from. So I think at this point, uh, we were talking about this right before we started the podcast. As we, as Bull.com moves into the cloud and we start treating microservices as a real first-class entity here, I think uh, what's cool is teams now can really uh, benefit from choosing the best tool for their workload. And hopefully, as we're showing, uh, you know, uh, Java is an amazing tool, and so is Go. And I think they both really serve a really interesting need. And for high-throughput systems, on Team Mirage, we're we're, we're starting to find that. Um, Go is actually a really, really great productive solution for that. And so hopefully that creates inertia for other teams. So we talk about it, do it at yeah. presentations, and say, yeah. hey, look what we're doing. We took a, a, a legacy Java application that was processing 20 images a second, and then we're now doing 4,000. Uh, you know? And so yeah, those are rough metrics. We just got the system up today. But uh, you know, we're, we're seeing throughput in orders of magnitude for certain loads. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully through podcasts like this, Space Summit, uh, internal uh, workshops, uh, other other various events, and Bull.com is a really cool company in that way in terms of uh, creating channels for just spreading cool information in the IT uh, world. So uh, the more interesting wins we have with Go and Cloud, the more we can talk about it, and then hopefully people are like, "Wow, yeah. I could I could benefit from that." Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I know you're mentioning the Space Summit for the people who don't know uh, what Space Summit is. It, it is the internal Bull.com internal uh, summit uh, organized by engineers, for engineers. Uh, but what we do is, uh, for uh, some of the, the talks, we, we, we create videos out of it, and maybe they are shared as well uh, later on. So uh, we had a few of them also available on Tech Lab, so that's nice to know. But just, just a sidestep yeah. <laughs> for now. Yes, about, yeah. about the Go course uh, we will uh, provide. Uh, maybe this is a good moment to um, ask for m more participants. Uh, we now have 11 people, uh, and the idea uh, really is to get a production problem built from scratch a server in Go uh, with all the testing, the tooling, the local setting up of your um, uh, environment, alerting, metrics, the whole shebang, until production. So I think it's a really good chance for uh, for the Java slash Kotlin developers to, uh, to have a look at what Go um, can offer. And are, are you organizing a kind of hackathon for that, or what, what, uh, uh, what's the idea? Uh, the idea is to sit uh, with uh, all the participants in a room and um, uh, do some 
yeah, not pair programming, but uh, yeah. <laughs> how do you call it? Yeah, uh, group programming. Group, group yeah. programming, yeah. but but but. Uh, Sounds like uh, an item for a follow-up for this uh, for <laughs> yeah, this episode. Yeah, but, but I think it's <laughs> to real. share that experience. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can uh, you can you can yeah. code a, a brewing machine. But but I think that the, the nice part here is that we actually take a production problem and solve it um, uh, through Go. So yeah. Uh, you shared a lot of uh, positive stuff uh, about uh, Go with us, uh, but what what can you share about learnings? What uh, what what are the aspects that we are or that we need to share just to, 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 to inform the others. Yeah, so yeah, like anything, uh, Go is not a silver bullet. I mean, we're talking, we're hyping it up a lot right now in the context of this yeah. conversation. Um, but uh, it, you know, just like tools, you know, you wouldn't, you know, use a hammer to, uh, you know, cut down a tree, you know. So uh, uh, where Go probably isn't, where I think some things to be aware of Go, it does so, the, the main thing and a lot of developers who come from object-oriented languages is the generics thing. and. Uh, so how do you, uh, you know, one of the one of the uh, core principles of good software engineering is you know don't repeat yourself. And sometimes in Go, you're because of the lack of generics, you do find yourself in a situation where you have to repeat yourself. And so um, what the Go team has done to try to uh, mitigate the uh, the repeating yourself thing is actually Go in the in the standard tool chain has a generator, so it it is actually quite uh, optimized for code generation. So I think that's one thing that got me when I was first working with Go. I was like, well, how do I write this, you know, collection to be generic? I want to use it with, you know, bazes and buzzes and birds and colors and whatever and be able to iterate through all of those things. Uh, where Go, uh, the solution there is effectively, uh, yeah, generate your code then. So stop writing it, uh, which is kind of cool. And we're seeing some advantages of that um, with uh, Protobuf, gRPC specifically, Protobuf, and, uh, and Swagger Go. Uh, but that didn't sound like a negative. That actually made it. St- I flipped that into a positive. So, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so hard for you. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no. I would say I would say you know I think um, it's there are certain things that uh, if you are developing an application where you don't want to be super sensitive about uh, memory, uh, and you're more concerned about velocity of development, and you don't mind uh, you know creating a lot of garbage on the heap and so on and so forth then uh, uh, probably Go is not the, la- the, op- the, the right language. It's probably a little too low level. Uh, and so that's where language, you know, certain, certain velocity um, uh, in terms of certain style of software development is much better suited for Java or Kotlin in that way. Um, I also think, um, yeah, there are certain elements about Go where if uh, there's like some keywords like make and new and things that, look like other languages, but they're really not. So you have to, you kind of, if you, when you get into the Go development, as we mentioned, it's simple to learn, but I think there's a lot of interesting subtlety baked into the language that can bite you. And so uh, those things, I think as a new developer uh, to any language, you should always read the docs, you know? <laughs> um, and, but those things, I think experienced developers will hop into Go, see keywords like new, make, see things like slices and think they work like array lists in Java or something. And they're, and they're cognitively similar, but then there's these subtle differences. And then it's, you're wondering, why, am I, why is my Go app not as fast as Tom and Rohir said it? Well, it should be. <laughs> and then it's because of some of these things. Um, Approach so, it like Java. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think, I, yeah, I think Go is not an object-oriented language. And, and, and it, 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 coming from it, from Java or C Sharp or something, uh, developers really have to be sensitive to learning a new language. And uh, I think that is a is a potential downside, or I wouldn't say downside really, but just uh, 
you know, a barrier of entry or potentially problematic. But into mind. Yeah. Okay. So, is there anything else we 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 need to share with with our listeners because that that we learned because yeah we were introducing this uh, random to stuff and 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 kept learning things that that. Uh, Maybe you, Rogier, you were really involved uh, in the beginning. Uh, yeah, still? yeah I, can, I can tell you about a cool project uh, we did. Um, it was uh, 2015, I think, and uh, when uh, Google announced the um, Getsly algorithm. And uh, by using Getsly, you can um, uh, uh, lower the image size, so a rendition, so yeah. a web-optimized uh, image uh, yeah. could be lowered in size with about 70%, so 7-0. But um, uh, per image, it, it, it took about 30 to 40 seconds. And back then, we were not yet in the cloud, so we uh, weren't able to outscale our, uh, our uh, render uh, service, which was also in Go. So uh, we thought about, hey, we all have uh, laptops, and we are like with 1,200 uh, colleagues back then. Why not make use of their idle CPU cycles uh, by um, writing a very simple client-server um, uh, model? Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, of course, we did it in Go, uh, and um, due to its uh, cross-platform compiling, you can also build uh, Windows binaries. Yeah. So, uh, besides uh, PowerPoint, uh, all the <laughs> <laughs> all our um, uh, non-IT people were able to run that client. Yeah. And we made use of um, their laptops to apply the Google uh, Getsly algorithm to lower the, uh, the images. So yeah. it was kind of a hackathon uh, thing, but it, re it really was uh, fun times back then. Yeah, it, it was real fun, I remember that. because It was uh, a kind of game going on, right? Yeah, yeah. With yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, some gamification, yeah. you could yeah. win some prizes. The one uh, yeah. who, uh, who uh, did the, 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 the most uh, Getsly uh, Updates, uh, yeah. won, yeah. and, and, and then it was nice to see that uh, suddenly everybody has some spare hardware. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. People started cheating. Yeah, people started uh, cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I the, know. From I the provisioning <laughs> team, they, they do dockerized <laughs> yeah. the binary, and yeah. then they, they ran it on uh, like uh, beasts of machines. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah it was really, really not fair in that contest because I had only four cores back then in my laptop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Max were having eight, and I was, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was requesting yeah. new laptops. For the <laughs> yeah, but, but don't underestimate the power of being able to compile uh, for all the platforms. And uh, we even had a, a self-upgrade feature. So every time when the client uh, requests the server for, uh, for some work, uh, and, and the server could respond, hey, uh, uh, okay, you asked for work, but uh, you're an old version. Go up, go upgrade yourself. And then it's all <laughs> kind of out of the box. So, so and yeah, that, that's really cool stuff, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, it's, it's um, time flies when you're having fun, they always say. So uh, let's go to the closing round. Yeah. Uh, to summarize for our listeners, can you share your most important takeaway with us? For the, the Go area, of course. Uh, yeah, I think um, the as we move into the future of computing, we're looking at scaling and big data. And right now, that's cloud. And cloud tooling is written in Go. Docker is written in Go. Kubernetes is written in Go. Istio is writ written in Go. Um, and there's reasons that that is the case. Uh, it works, and it works at that scale. So I think uh, as any tech company, uh, you should always keep an edge on what is the best tool for your business problems. And it does look like uh, Go fits a really uh, uh, cool, uh, answers a really cool problem we have here at Bull.com, which is 
we're scaling and growing every day. So and moving to big data. So, yeah, my big takeaway is yeah, use uh, cloud, go. Uh, they're really cool solutions for big problems. Thanks. What about you, Rogier? Um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, for the colleagues uh, listening uh, who are now uh, enthusiastic, um, please don't hesitate to join our uh, course. And uh, besides that, yeah, I, I know I don't really have uh, anything to add um, to uh, to Tom. Okay, nice. And if you're not a colleague yet, become <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, uh, Tom and Rogier, for having you here. Uh, share your st- sharing your stories with us. It was really great to hear about uh, Go about the. Uh, the advantages, but also about the learnings. Already, uh, we heard some. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it as uh, as much as we did uh, preparing it. And uh, yeah, hope to see you on, uh, around in another occasion. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode. Hope to meet you in our next one. Have fun. <laughs>